It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to live match reaction here on a very happy Rangers Rabble. My name is Martin Douglas and I am joined by Stephen Cameron. Stephen, my friend, how are you? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yourself? I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined by Scott, the biggest fan of Hadji Kennedy. Scott, mate, how are you? Fantastic. I think. <laughs> like I know, I was saying before we started. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this because I'm absolutely exhausted and my, I think my throat's gone. Um, but obviously, a three-one-one at Ibrox today over Motherwell that at half time did not look likely. <clears throat> likely, sorry, Stephen. What did you make of the game overall? Ah, it was a uh, it was a tough one. Really wanted to try and break down a stubborn Motherwell. To be honest, five two banks of five and. Uh, not that we played terrible, but we just really, it's hard to break that sort of through the lines and get by a team that's get so defensive. Um, so fair play for them to do it in the end. That When the first goal came and then we just kind of carried on for there. So aye, it was, uh, I'm just glad we got it over the line, to be honest. I know, and I should say, obviously, we're available to view on YouTube, Facebook, and we're live on Twitter as well. After we're finished here, it will be available to download on Acast, iTunes, Podbean, and boy, them. Um, Scott, if we're being brutally honest with ourselves at half time, did you think it was going to end up 3 1? Or were you a bit like me? Just you couldn't see where that goal was coming from it. One goal, never mind two. Never in doubt. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> John, I've said this before. I think we all suffer from uh, PTSD, particularly from last season, season before. We've seen these games. Unfortunately, at Ibrox as well, where teams come, they sit in, and they try and catch us on the counter. Motherwell didn't even try and venture up the park. I've never seen anything like it. I'm mm -hmm. all for, right, okay, we know our limitations. We come with a game plan. We stick to it. We'd be disciplined. But that was ridiculous. That, And I, I was saying just before we came off live, I came on live, that um, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I have to watch it back. I'm pretty sure as soon as the game kicked off in the second half, um, the Motherwell players just retreated. They literally 
you know, they, they started in the in the standard formation mm. and then they just ran backwards and just set up two banks of five. What what is that? About? <laughs> I know, do you know what we can we can sit here and laugh now, Scott, but see during the game. I, I, I think I actually put it on Twitter as well. I said that you know Craig Levine would have been proud of that formation. That's embarrassing. It really, really is embarrassing. And it's it's you know, you you've got to have some level of whatever you do in life, whatever line of work you're in, you've got to have some kind of professional integrity. And if you're a footballer, you don't go through 10, 15, 20 years of training to be a professional footballer to then go, well, I'm not actually interested in having the ball. And then as a coach to look at your players and go, well, there's no, there's no, bloody, there's no point in us having the ball. Mm-hmm. What, because I, I've seen, we've, we've all seen, we've all been supporters of football and Rangers for a long enough time. We've all seen teams come to Ibrox. We've all seen teams come away from Ibrox with a point. Or three points, but never have I ever seen anything like that. No, but just to put it in perspective, Stephen, there is people out there who would say, look, Mother will get an early goal, and after they get that goal, they can do whatever they want, they can play however they want. And it worked for 73 minutes. I mean, I am a wee bit in that camp, man. I know what people can say and what uh, Scott's saying there as well, the sort of morality of it, of playing two banks of five and no actual having any sort of hope to get out. And I think one of the things that came came through that as well is, that started for the first minute, them going two banks of five. It wasn't if they got their first goal and then they changed to go two banks of five. They'd done that for the very first minute. So that tells you their game plan. But I think what, when you watch that sort of game and you, when you're against that, it, it comes down to us to go out and break them down. Doesn't it? Even though what, you know, that's the morality. I know people can say about like, like against football and stuff like that, but that's their job at the end of the day, just to break them down. But I am as surprised... You very rarely see a team come and not at least have like, any sort of strikers and outball. And any, like, that wasn't there at all. So, I mean, they were hoofing the ball at the park and it was literally just go and run back up and get it and bring it forward again, wasn't it? It was literally, it was hard to enjoy at times, to be fair. And for about 75 minutes, it wasn't enjoyable. But uh, thankfully, we're off to get the goal and we kind of picked up a wee bit further with that. Well, is, I suppose that was the definition of a training game, Scott, I suppose. Yeah, it was. Uh, you, you do... As a footballer, in, in your training sessions, work six against three, five against three. Um, I don't think they've ever done. I think was it Neil McCann that said ten against seven. Um, it does make it incredibly difficult, and e- even to an extent where you can do these exercises in training. When it comes to the real thing, when you know you've got that added pressure, you've got to retrieve the ball. That the ball comes in at different scenarios, different people react differently. Um, it's, it's not it's not straightforward at all and mm-hmm. you know it's really easy for me to sit on my sofa and shout all the expletives <laughs> in the world at, at my team why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that um but what they did demonstrate today i mean going one nil down and then having faced that is i would say resilience and extreme amount of patience that clearly myself and probably everyone else as a supporter does not have because no. it would have been it would have been really easy for us to lose shape lose the pot lose our rag you know end up with a silly booking silly sending off because that's what happens when you get frustrated they didn't they stayed calm they stayed at it um got to certain points in the game tried different things 
I mean, probably come on to it later. I was, I was screaming for different things sooner, but mm -hmm. Gerard has always been very, very clear that he trusts his players. He trusts the guys in the park to do a job um, and he will give them a sufficient amount of time to do that job until such point that he feels that a, a change is perhaps necessary. Well, I mean, it's easy at the, Listen, the game's finished. It's easy to say if we'd done this, if we'd done that, would it have been any different? But, but Stephen, Defoe starting, obviously, over Cedric Gittin. What did you make of the starting lineup Gerard uh, uh, put out? Because for me, it was quite a strong one. But I feel, you know, Itton didn't play great against St Mum. But I would have probably been more comfortable going up against a team like Motherwell with a Cedric Gittin up front compared to a Jermaine Defoe. Um, well, on the previous show, I kind of... I suggested that I thought the four might start, and to be fair, I might go against a wee bit of the game here. I thought, he'd, I thought if watching that game at the start, I could have probably went with the four. To be oh, honest, no, I, I, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. He's got that, and I feel it was just that he came off for the four because he's got that. The four's that sort of one-touch finish striker, isn't it? and so sometimes when it's really compressed in a box, that one touch is all the space you get, and he can hit it in. Uh, so I wasn't really surprised that he went with the four, but. Um, I would have thought maybe I was actually kind of confident to bring it on, but keep the four on the park as well. I was quite surprised he took it was a straight swap for the two of them. I thought he maybe go with the two strikers and uh, go it that way. And maybe like Thompson was saying on the commentary, sacrifice a defender a wee bit because there was just nothing for them going up front. We did the Hollander and Golson had nothing to really to to, to do really. I if he just pass it to the midfielders. So uh, I kind of thought he got the, the team right. Uh, I can, I can understand why he changed it. I would just like for me, I would have started Kamara, but understand why he brought on Aribo at half time because he's a bit more tricky and can get any those wee pockets of space. So uh, I think he done well actually substitutions today. I think he he watched the game the first half and he made the right calls and bringing on people like Hadji. It's the way it's the game evolved. I think he made the right decisions. To be fair. No, absolutely. And I was going to maybe talk a wee bit about Hollander, but he never had much to do because my worry was with Hollander coming back in. And because of how stupid Edmondson's been, we didn't have a great deal of cover there for centre-back if Hollander maybe couldn't last the 90 minutes. But he never had anything to do. But, Scott, the reason that he never had anything to do and the reason that Motherwell played the way that they did was because we gave him the impetus by giving them an easy goal. And we've spoke all season about how well we've, we've done defensively. But again, the, the cross doesn't get cut out and the defenders are asleep. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Barisic has been guilty of it a few times and he gets a real easy ride. No one really picks up it, but he's really, really bad at stopping crosses, shutting them down, stopping crosses. He is quite lazy, but because he's so good at like everything else, we kind of give him a pass. Um, more often than not, we've got the guys in the middle to snuff out the balls that come in the cross so he gets away with it. So we don't really pick it up and don't talk at it. But uh, I do think Barisic perhaps could have done more as his counterpart on the other on the other side, Tavernier, who um, perhaps again was sleeping his back post. <laughs> it can happen at the start of a game. We've, you know, I've, I've seen it time and time again. Um, the ball, to be fair, begrudgingly from Stephen O'Donnell was quality. You, you, very similar to was it uh, Standard Liège at Isle of Rocks. The, mm -hmm. Their two goals that they scored were from absolute quality balls. Particularly, I think it's the second one again from a similar position, similar sort of goal. Um, so 
sometimes you have to hold your hand up. It's really disappointing to lose these goals against these teams because you think you are superior and you think you're kind of immune yeah. to these kind of goals. Um, but sometimes you just got to hold your hand up and say, right, okay, well, Steve Nadal, that's that's a brilliant ball. Perhaps could have done better ourselves, but that that was, and it's quite undefendable. But see, but that's the problem, Stephen. When we can see the goal like that, and I think Scott's absolutely right. I think, but there is questions about Barisic defensively. But when you can see the goal like that so early on in a team, you make the job like that game just showed us so much harder for yourself. Aye, so you're playing into their hands, and you really that's exactly what they're looking for and what they want. And and it's easier for a team to defend a goal lead. It gives them a bit of hope and a bit of something to hold on to and fight for. Um, so it makes your job double as hard, doesn't it? But. Uh, I think what Scott's saying there, right? I think if when they when they look at that during the week this week, I think the build up to that goal, the way it dropped and Barisic closing the, the cross off could have been better. But I think when it drops and he's to O'Donnell and he's played the ball in, I don't think there's much he could really do at that point. To be fair, it, it is a good ball. It's in between the, the back and the, the right back in the goal, and it's just it's dropped into a difficult position for us. But I at that point it was looking like. This isn't the way we wanted it to go at all. I was hoping for a quick start and it took the wind out of sails. But to be fair, them and one thing maybe we touched on earlier, there, there was a calmness and a composure about them. I didn't really feel like we were rushing things, which I like because it makes you think like they feel quite confident in themselves and quite comfortable that they think a goal's coming and you don't need to push it too hard. And uh, it took a while, but aye, we got there and we kept on probing the first half. So. Hey guys, we've got a few questions, and the reason I haven't brought them up yet is because they're more for when the game when we get to the end of the game, but I'll need to start bringing some up, some of them up just now. And for our very own wealth, and this is a very prevalent point, how toxic would Ibrox have been at half-time if the fans had been there? Now, Scott, we've all spoke about, you know, we would love to get all the fans back. They, they bring so much to the game. Football's not the same without them. But just how difficult could that have been for that Rangers team today if we were going into 40, 50, 60 minutes, 1-0 down? After the result against St Mirren, I should say. Thanks, Wolf. <laughs> it's uh, it's not it's not particularly a, a question that I want to answer because, unfortunately, I think I think it would have been a a toxic atmosphere. It would have been an atmosphere full of frustration. You know, they were a. I think they were able to be calm and be patient because they weren't being made to do the rash passes or a misplaced pass wouldn't have been met with a constant groan. They wouldn't have felt on edge. I mean, I think the, the Tav in particular, I, I got the impression that he was perhaps a little bit more indecisive than he, he usually is. And then having the crowd on top of him wouldn't have helped. I'd like to think, typically in the bigger games, in the bigger games, Ibrox is a brilliant place to be. Yeah. When, the team, when the team are expected to win, it can turn. It can turn. But I think that's the same anywhere, any big club is the same with their supporters. Um, now, that said, would it have had <laughs> would it have had uh, an impact on the game on the result? I'd like to think not. I'd like to think we would have come out winning anyway and, you know, we'd have the same reaction and, you know, it would have been a far pleasant place to be at the end of the game. But thanks for the question. Hey. <laughs> if anybody's got any more challenging questions, please do send them in to Scott. Um, I will I will happily read them out because I am in a very, very good mood. Um, just at the end of the first half, Stephen, I should say, and there was good play between Ruth and Davis, little one-touch play. 
and Roof went down. Now, for me personally, I don't think it was a penalty. I'd have been delighted if we got it, but what do you think? Was that a penalty? Can you, no, remember, I, you remember what I, I'm talking about? Just, I'm going to blag my way through it anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I do. I, I know what you mean. I think it's one of those, I know it's pure, uh, what you hear all the time, but see if that was outside the box, you're probably getting a free kick for it, aren't you? But uh, inside the box, I don't know if it really was. You kind of ran into him. And like you say, if you get it, you're delighted. But if it, that's one of them. If it goes against you, you're absolutely raging as well. So uh, I, I, I don't really think it was either, to be honest. Penalty for you, Scott. No. Would have been so. I, I think I think the referee begrudgingly probably got the majority of the decisions correct. I think um, the only thing he could have done was, and it's probably a symptom of all referees in Scotland, kind of nip the petty foul, you know, nip them in the bud. Uh, a yellow card kind of puts pay to them, but when they, when they are allowed to continually disrupt play, I think that's the only thing. That's the only real gripe I have. But I have that. Might every week. No, but I have to say though, the referee probably, and I can't really remember because my head's all over the place with the game. The ref probably did have a half decent game. I don't think you get many um, decisions wrong. But like you say, Scott, I mean, the yellow card didn't come out until like the seventy-fifth minute or something like that. There was plenty of challenges that were warranted. That warranted, sorry, a yellow card. Yeah, yeah. As I said, every week. It's just the same. We don't really talk about it because we're winning. We always talk about how yeah. well we play. Uh, and it's almost in spite of the referees, but it, it's something that does come out. The referees' performance does come out. And that it, it will come out when you're not winning or when you don't win. or Because you're looking, you're looking for reasons. And sometimes you do have to point the finger inwards. But on this occasion, when we have won, um, you can almost be just if more justified to analyze it and uh yeah I, it's just a source of frustration every time absolutely and talking about sources of frustration Stephen um the second half kicks off and <clears throat> we're pushing and pushing and actually seeing the cold light of day when we look back on this game I mean I was thinking that we were playing horrendous but it's just simply because we're so desperate to get that goal well we look back and go that actually the performance wasn't that bad do you know, I, I I do think that. I also think that in the first half as well. I don't think we played that bad at all. I think a lot of the passes weren't coming off and that maybe can come across it when they play well, but they're not coming off because I've got two banks of five and see you're trying to play a pass that's in a tiny gap and you're never going to make it. And when, when it breaks away, it looks like it's a terrible pass. But no, I don't think we played well. We definitely came in. It definitely ended up getting more space in the second half as well. We're starting to get a lot more pockets. Now, I don't know if that comes from... Motherwell getting a bit tired, dropping off or losing a bit of concentration, but we were getting more space and we're starting to find those pockets. So um, I wouldn't say we played bad, but it's also hard to play good or to play really well against two backs of five as well. So uh, I, I wouldn't say we played bad anyway. And Stephen, the ball breaks to roof in the box, the 73rd minute, and he tucks it away nicely. And I'm going ballistic because I just did not see it coming for, for anywhere. No, no, you're absolutely delighted, aren't you? Um, and fair play to Ruth, he's really becoming a integral part of the, the team, isn't he, as well? He scored quite, is that nine, is it nine goals he's maybe scored, I think? But it's, uh, I mean, that's a good return for him, straight from his first season at starting. And he's really becoming an integral part. And I actually thought he played well as well. He was another good one. He's taking the ball in, in the box and he's turning and he's tricky and he's actually doing a lot of good work for us today. So fair play to him. Fair play to him. It was a good finish as well. I think that's his weaker side, the left foot. Uh, sort of Renette. So I know you're absolutely delighted. 
And at that point, you're just hoping that you can get another goal. And thankfully, mm-hmm. thankfully it came, really. Can I just say, we just had a, a, a message from our editor, William, who's saying, show some class, don't be vaping mid-pod. My nerves are all over the place. Normally, I don't vape. But unfortunately, I've got no option because my Needs nerves much. are so... Exactly. And... Scott, I'm even. I'm trying to remember the, the second goal, and it's completely went out of my head. The, the ball broke. Of course, it's a corner. The ball breaks to it, and then it tucks it away nicely for two one. And at that point, my next door neighbours messaging my missus to say somebody getting murdered in that house. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's probably a sentiment shared by. Uh, many <laughs> <people>. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think I don't think any of the goals were particularly memorable, classy, or mm. you know perhaps noteworthy. I think it just demonstrates, and I've said this before, we have got a squad um, where, that bring a variety of different attributes, very much horses for courses. And I've said this before, um, and I thought the game was screaming out for it to come on. I thought we, mm-hmm. in, particularly in the second half. We started to find those pockets, as Stephen said, in and around the box, which allowed us to get to the byline. And we were actually putting in some very, very good balls into the box, particularly the ones that had went were going over to the back post. And it was screaming out for a guy bigger or just as big as, say, Mugabe or Gallagher to be able just to just challenge for the ball. Sadly, I don't think today was for Defoe. Uh, touching it, Stephen, before. At the start of the game, you looked at the to the team sheet. I wouldn't have argued with any of it, but I think it was quite evident a half an hour, forty five minutes that something had to change, and thankfully we did. I probably would have made the changes a lot sooner, but that's that's probably a conversation. De- depending on what type of manager you are, you know, Mourinho will sometimes make three three changes at half time. Advocat used to make changes after twenty minutes, mm-hmm. right or wrong, um, but. I, I just had a feeling when Itton came on that he would be the man. Maybe he it might transpire that he loves scoring against Motherwell. You know, you're absolutely right. And Stephen, Aribo came on at half time. We spoke about that. And had you come on, they helped change the game. But I, I thought really Cedric Itton came on and I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Aye, fair play to him. Well deserved his goal as well, what he got. Um, and that's another good performance and hopefully confidence he can take for that as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I know it was a hard game for him against St Mirren and probably, was, was that his, first, his first, sort of first start in like the league and the cup and stuff? For us, I know he played the started in the Europa League but and maybe he's not taking as much confidence for that. But he should take confidence for that coming on and hopefully he can get another start as well because he did. He caused him ball and he works hard, to be fair. And he comes on and he actually graphs. So, aye, delighted for him. Delighted for him. Because I, I was maybe... I wasn't negative about him on Wednesday against Simeon, but I was thinking, I wish he took more of a chance. I'd maybe play a bit better. So, no, fair play. I'm glad to be prove, uh, proven wrong, to be honest. And to be fair, Scott, uh, when we go 2-1 up, obviously then Mother will come out, try and play, try and create chances. I thought we shut the game down brilliantly. And then, of course, the cherry on top of the cake is a third goal for Roof. 3-1, happy days, three points, 16 points, clear of Celtic, and we just move on. <laughs> exactly that. Can't really add much to that. Just take that. Well, you need to. Get us <laughs> one. 16 points. Move on. Just take it. As I said, as I tweeted before the game, um, I'd absolutely love a 5 0, you know, real show some quality after Wednesday. 
But the way today panned out, I think it's just as important to go 1-0 down, to demonstrate we have the patience, we have, importantly, the quality to put teams away when it really, really matters, to come back from, from a point where it looked like we were bereft of ideas, we hadn't got a clue, we'd make a couple of changes off the bench. For, for Let's be honest, Aribo, Haji, to a certain extent, Itten, in from the cold, and they're the guys that make the ultimate difference to that team. Because you're, you're expecting the guys that started, Kamara, great form, Davis, great form, Arfield, pretty much the same, good form for them to run the midfield and run the show. And what, all that transpired was they they kind of got stuck in, stuck in their way and they really didn't have any running off the ball that really disrupted the Motherwell two banks of five and made it easy. So then we look elsewhere, we change it, and you know we come away with the three points. Absolutely. And we'll, just, we'll be finishing up shortly, but there's kind of three comments here that are all roughly the same. We've got through Blatant 72. That wasn't easy on the eye, but got there in the end. Uh, Amanda Robinson, fantastic win and not an easy game. And to finish it off, we've got Lisa Morley, the biggest and most important win of the season. Yes. And I think that has to be what we take for us, Stephen. That look, for so long in that game, I don't think there was many Rangers supporters out there that seen where we were, we were going to pull the win from. This might just be the most important win throughout the full season. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those ones. It's maybe when you look back on it in a couple of months' time down the line, depending where you are, you will you'll, you'll pinpoint this. But because um, you know, if we didn't get the result today, you know the criticism was coming, and it was going to come pretty hard on us, to be honest. So fair play to the players because they just plugged away at it and they kept on going. So and and it's a big one for Gerard as well because I think it's in Wednesday he came out and he took all the pressure on himself. He took the responsibility. So you you know he's going to get grief after this, and it was his. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at him. It's his job to get these players up for it and go out and do the business, and they've done it. So happy, happy days, mate. And we move on to move on to is it Wednesday against the Johnston? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't even know what day it is today. Times the next game. And Scott, we'll just finish very quickly then. On um, obviously, if Gerard makes the subs and it doesn't work, he gets criticised. So can we actually praise the manager for this? Not just the subs he made, but when he made them. Uh you know, my favourite conversation today is about the substitutions. Uh, <laughs> Analysing them, half-time, Rebo. Uh, I probably would have brought on Haji sooner, but, you know, that's why I'm sat here and Gerard is the world-famous man he is. Um, but, yeah, he, he made an impact when he came on. When Haji came on, he completely transferred. He... he he pulled the, the midfield, the, the Motherwell midfield and defence out of places that they didn't really want to go to. He helped Tav double up, double up. In fact, him, Tav and Aribo became like a, a, a triangle in areas and they found areas to then play the ball into the box or get to the edge of the box or go down to the flank. So that in itself was really, really pleasing to see. Um, I'm trying to think. It obviously came on, scored the winner. Uh, and and Zunga, I mean, yeah, token Zunga. But what really Your impressed feet. me about the <laughs> what what really impressed me about the substitute the substitutes um, was their their doubling up work for the uh, mm-hmm. to be ball boys. That, that <laughs> on yeah. that made a huge difference. That you know, mm-hmm. Tav screaming for the ball, push Tav gets the ball back in play, back in play. It made a massive difference. 
So I don't know if they're actually allowed to do that. Perhaps we shouldn't be drawing attention to it. But <laughs> what? I've got to say, my my favourite part of of any uh, preview or reaction that I've done is Scott going whoosh. There you go. That does it for me. <laughs> Listen, Jen, we shall we shall leave it there. Stephen, my friend, thank you very much. No worries. Cheers, Scott, mate. Scott, as ever, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you to everybody watching, everybody watching, everybody who then downloads it and listens. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. And uh, a very happy Rangers, 16 points clear. Let's hope Hearts do the business tomorrow just to round off the weekend. And we shall speak to you all very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.